The best salespeople in the world are the ones who do it without you even noticing. Everyone's a salesperson, especially if you're an entrepreneur. In the I'm Not Salesy podcast, join me, Cassie McKenzie, and my fabulous guests as we dive into the top strategies, mindset, and energetics around sales and money so that you can hear more, yes, I'm in, instead of crickets or getting ghosted. So if you're ready to fully book out your programs with aligned AF clients and have people chasing you down in your inbox asking how to work with you, then subscribe to this podcast today and become not salesy too. Oh my goodness, you are going to love this episode. I am so excited. I've been talking to Shanna DeWitt this morning already for like 15 minutes before recording this podcast episode. And uh, oh my God, we should have probably been recording since the beginning because we've already gone through tons of different topics, like blown through them like a tornado. But I want to invite you back to the I'm Not Salesy podcast and if you like seriously have tried every single strategy out there and, and to try to make sales or to try to put yourself out there, you don't know why you're so afraid to be visible or I don't know, whatever other fear or doubt or misbelief or whatever is holding you back, then today is an amazing episode because Shanna Banana, right? Yes. <laughs> <Shana>. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Shanna's a business and mindset coach that helps women take control of your businesses and your finances by creating a signature marketing system to consistently get clients. And like, I absolutely love this because Shanna uses not just your, you know, she didn't just listen to a bunch of other people and just regurgitate what they said about what you're supposed to do. Like go to like Tony Robbins, unleash the power within and just create a coaching program off of that and call it something different. <laughs> she actually studied like human design and NLP. So that's neuro-linguistic programming. If you follow me for any time, you know, I'm certified in it as well. And like hypnosis and all the EFT and Reiki and so this is going to be such a fun conversation because the thing that's really stood out to me from, from what we've been talking about prior to hitting record was how like a lot of times, so there's all these sorts of modalities, right? Like I had another guest on who was talking about RRT, rapid resolution therapy, you know, which is, it sounds very similar to NLP with hypnosis, but maybe a little different. I haven't studied it. Don't listen to me about that particular part. Just listen to me about everything else. And, <laughs> you know, or you've got human design. So you hear people saying, you know, create your business along with your design and alignment with your design and you'll make it. And you hear people say, well, create your business along with, you know, whatever clear gift you've been given and what spirit wants you to do. And then there's others who are like, I'm going to use NLP to shift every belief holding you back, you know? And so it's hard sometimes like there's, if you failed in the past in your business, like I just want to always say it's not your fault because there's a lot of info out there and that's proof. So, but I love Shanna, you bring everything all together and it's sort of like going to the mindset candy store and choosing which part you want to use that works best and that you like the taste of most, right? So welcome. I can't wait. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, we're having a great conversation about NLP or training or experiences. And I do believe that mindset is such a big part of creating a business, but just like building a business and 
looking at your mindset, it's not going to be the same for everyone. So I love what you said about Tony Robbins, because a little bit of a soapbox moment, but I'm so tired of people selling things that just worked for them, but as the only answer, so Mm -hmm. that when people go through these programs and they don't get the same results, their first thought, I mean, talk about mindset is, oh, it's me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something wrong with me. This just isn't for me. And yeah. instead you of you enough, you're yeah, not like, enough. You're not all in enough. Exactly. We don't need another excuse to beat ourselves up. So my approach is that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. And in fact, I believe that the moment that you have this, that feeling that's exciting inside when you daydream about your business, where you just let your mind slip off and you're not thinking about how it's never going to work for you. And it, you know, all those kind of things. The moment you do that, it's actually already there and it's waiting. So what we're doing, like what we're talking about with mindset is that we're trying to close the gap because you can't ever out strategize the limitation you set for yourself based on what you believe is possible for you. Oh my God. And that is, that's the sound bite of the day. Okay. Wrap it up. We're done. Thank you. It's been so wonderful. hosting this podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I would never do that to you. You guys know I like talking too much. Okay. So yes, along those lines, right? Say that again. Cause that was just beautiful about like, you can't out strategy your limitations, right? Can you explain? Right. So what we're saying is that you can have, you know, the most amazing strategy, the best product, the greatest expertise, but you're never going to surpass what you believe is possible for you. that's the real thing that is holding people back. So when we, that's what we mean when we say, Oh, mindset is 80% of the game. Right. Yeah. And I love crystals and affirmations and all that stuff, but you're not going to crystal or affirmation your way to where you want to be. Those are just extra fun things to do. What we're talking about is really creating that foundation and it starts with your beliefs. And so NLP human design, RRT, like these are all different ways that you can start to shift your beliefs because, you know, a lot of the times it is subconscious or we've created habit. We're so into that that we don't even know what we're doing. And so right, I love for somebody to call me out on it because I'm still like shifting, you know, pulling the layers back, pulling the layers back all the time. Yeah. Well, you have to, I mean, it's just, it's so crazy because especially when, like, like people say, oh, it's so rewarding to be an entrepreneur, like leave the nine to five, escape the rat race. And I'm like, you mean like escape where people tell me exactly what I'm supposed to do every day. And then I just do it and I get paid. Okay. That sounds actually pretty nice. Some days. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, you're like, oh, wait, what's it? What, what was wrong with that part again? <laughs> you know, entrepreneurship is terrifying. Yeah, it is. It's in, and like, of course, sometimes we make it look easy. Sometimes we're open and honest about the struggles and things. And I think just most helpful and most often it is to not just be open and honest about the struggles, but, you know, maybe wait a second and be like, okay, I went through this struggle and here's how I made it through because you're giving somebody, you know, not just hope, but like, you're also giving them a pathway that seems attainable, you know? And so when you said you can't out strategy, the limitations you put on yourself which so true. And like, I went through this time, like early on in my business. And it seems like every time I go to up level, this happens too. So, you know, I have to work through it again at different levels, but like, I will go and, and apply like a different strategy. And then 
And then I do all the things right, right? And I do all the things right. And the things you have, like my, my one of my coaches is always like, you have two, she's a Tony Robbins fan. So, you know, get ready. But like, <laughs> there's two things you have like control over your actions and your belief in yourself. So like, if you're taking all the actions, then there's gotta be a belief that's holding you back. And so for the longest time, I was like, well, what do you mean belief? You know, like how do... I believe in myself, you know? And so what if you're just speaking to this, how do you recommend that somebody who's in a similar situation goes through figuring out what the belief is and being able to move forward? Because I'll tell you, like, there's nothing worse to a high achieving person than having inertia in your business, you know, and sales, especially. Well, I love that you said that you go through these issues again, every time you up-level, because that's absolutely true. I mean, when I started my business, it's been about nine years ago, mm -hmm. people weren't talking about mindset. And I thought I was just this crazy person. I didn't understand why I was like losing my crap. Like I, yeah. but that kind of the, the pressure, I think of having to be sustainable with your finances all on you, it brings up every kind of fear that you've ever had. So it is a mirror of all the things that you maybe would have never worked on beforehand. And again, those are going to come up every time you up level It's because you're pushing your belief, right? Yeah. So it's the pushing of the belief that really, um, shows this to you. But I think that a really good way to kind of check yourself for your being able to address if it's a mindset thing or not is that it always, always comes down to some kind of fear. Mm -hmm. So just being able to ask yourself, what am I really afraid of here? Yeah. We'll show you. And for me, a big indicator is avoiding. So it, it all comes back to fear, but when I'm avoiding doing something, it's like, okay, stop. What is a real, what is a real reason that I am not wanting to do content or, you know, whatever it is, not wanting to do my laundry, anything. <laughs> if I'm avoiding something, then I know that there's a fear there and I need to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. One of the guests that I had recently, I was following, she's a, a money coach. She's the one that's like getting um, trained in, in, in RRT and we were talking, or I, she was talking on her Insta stories and she put, you know, like those little bubbles that you can put um, for in the DMS for people to reach out. It said like, do you avoid people like when you're mad at them or something? And, you know, she made the Insta stories about like, okay, well, if you are the type of person that if you're angry or like resent, or, you know, if, if somebody pissed you off or you don't want to deal with somebody and you've, you just like kind of avoid them or maybe like put the notifications on silent or maybe like backwards out of that WhatsApp group, like, oops, <laughs> you know, then you probably do the same thing with money or you probably do the same. Like for her, it was talking about money. Like you probably avoid your bank account too, you know? And I was like, oh my, or like your credit card bill. I was like, damn, like you are on to something there. <laughs> After yeah, Christmas, it was like what credit card? <laughs> yeah, and it's a fear, right? Is if if your bank account is really going going to set the bar for your self worth, you are mm -hmm. going to avoid that as much as possible, right? And if you are afraid that you can't really deliver on what you're promising with your clients, you can do a million reels, right? But you're not going to land any clients because you're afraid that you're not going to deliver. Yeah. Totally. And so, okay. So when you say pushing the belief, 
then what, what do you, can you explain what you mean by that for someone who doesn't know? Pushing the belief is that you have to 100% believe that something is possible for you. Now, where a lot of people, I think, find this really challenging, especially online, it's like, oh, where's your next 20K month and all this kind of stuff. You're never going to get there if you don't believe that that's possible for you. And so the better thing to do is say, what, what maybe feels a little bit scary or maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but I can believe this. And if it's that you can make $2,000 a month, then that's the place that you need to start. And after you do that, because we're always, you know, our brains are always wanting evidence that something is true. Then you say, okay, well, I'm going to make $4,000 a month. And you just keep moving along until you get to the place that feels right. You know, instead of trying to set this insane goal for yourself, and then, yeah. I mean, you, you're not going to hit it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't believe it, it's the belief part. That's so important. Yeah. Especially, you know, and you can't get into doing sales since this is the, I'm not salesy podcast. And I, I spent 20 years in pharmaceutical sales and, you know, back then I didn't realize that my company paid for my mentor. I just thought my boss was like totally like chapping my ass by spending a day with me every single month. <laughs> but like, now you look at it like, oh, that's a VIP day. That's worth like $3,000, you know, yeah. back then you're like, crap, let me see how I can waste my time all day long and take him to CPK for an hour and a half till he has to get on his flight at two, you know? <laughs> It's so funny how you reframe things once you're an entrepreneur. Anyway, so, you know, back in those days, though, it was kind of like, you know, you're given, you're given your messaging, you're given your product, you're given, you're basically, you're trained with world-class training and you're, they, you've already been interviewed as a great candidate for someone who can do the job. Now, when you go out an entrepreneur, you might take an accountant or somebody who has like a finance background who now wants to be a finance coach. And so maybe they're great at what they do, but the sales part freaks them the complete fuck out, right? Because they're like, oh my God, now I'll, people have to see me. I have to make content. And then my content's not a, you know, like, how do I even do that? You know, so that to me is where a lot can come up too. You know, you've got to be, you really need a mindset coach if you don't have a sales background, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that there's just so many misconceptions about sales Yeah, because if you have your own business, that's not something that you have an expertise in. It's something that you have to learn how to do. And so, you know, sales to me starts in the very beginning. It starts with your messaging. Mm -hmm. You're selling all the time. Mm -hmm. And when you, but most people think about sales as an actual call and that's where it's like a pressure point, like, oh my God, if they don't say yes, mm -hmm. if they say no, you know, they get so scared and they put all this pressure on it. Mm -hmm. And that's also a misconception because most of sales happens after the call. So <laughs> yeah. it's really, yeah, it's definitely a place where it can bring up so, so many fears and beliefs. Mm hmm yeah. And like old trauma too, of like, I mean, I noticed that I was having, um, I was having like a lull in my sales at one point because I realized I had this memory of like not being picked, you know, as like a cool girl in 10th grade or like, Oh, never, never being included all that often in the parties, you know? And it was like some unrelated memory that was like, and I was like meditating when I, when this came to me, I was like, what the, what the fuck was that? Like, wait, what is that? I was like this vision of me, like standing in my driveway of the house we lived in, in high school in Virginia. And I was like, 
I'm by myself hanging out with like my young brothers and like everybody else is out. So like that not being chosen was, was the fear, you know? And so it's easier to just say, well, I'm just going to make sure I don't get chosen and put up all these like energetic walls somehow. So I know if I did that with 20 years of experience, then there's a lot of other people out there who might subconsciously do it too. So, I mean, what would you say to all of that? Cause that's some mind fuckery right there, you know? Yeah. So this is what I love so much about mindset work is that sometimes we, we can know what we think, like you just gave a really great example, but other times we don't know. We just know we have this belief. We don't know. We have no idea where it came from. So that would be a really great, the two things that I would look at is one, your human design chart. Cause that could give me some information about what your initial fears are. Mm-hmm. And these are just the things that you're kind of predisposed to think. So your chart may say that this is kind of something that a sense of belonging or self-worth, maybe something that you have to, um, not like struggle with, but that might be the thing that you're working through in this lifetime. And so that's super important information to know, right? Cause then you can yeah. say, oh, well, I know this is my thing. So I see it show up here and I see it show up here. And now I know how to approach it in a way that's going to benefit me. Another thing is that would be a really good example of something to do and use the time technique for. Mm-hmm. So either, you know, you, we would just focus on the belief. And so if you didn't remember that, that might be something that would show up in the time technique, or even if you did, you may not know the root of it, like what you can remember, but that might just be an example of how it's played out and not where it actually started. Yeah. And so what we could do is go into your subconscious so that we could find out the root of the belief. And then once you know where the root comes from, you get the learning around it, which is basically a reframe, right? And you think about it differently, but I have seen people go through that technique around sales, but it's money and have just a fear that if they had money, that people were going to take it from them fears that they were unlovable. And so in their minds, if they're unlovable, they don't deserve to have money. Like so, so many things. I mean, I could probably name off like a hundred different ways that people have had beliefs that have kept them from making money. Yeah, go ahead. You can name off as many as you want. I find this fascinating. I'm sure. So I had a podcast before this, I need to say the topless manifester. So when I first became a coach, when I came out of pharma sales, I think I just wanted a break from selling or was lying to myself about what I could, you know, it's like, I haven't had an online business. How am I supposed to help other people do it? <clears throat> well, maybe your business degree and like 20 fucking years of sales experience, right. <laughs> you know, but like, of course I didn't get there. So I did money and manifestation. Plus it was more like, you know, airy fairy that I love. I, I still apply that to the sales training that I do anyway. And so I forget where I was. Oh yeah. The topless manifester. So all of my mate, like most, let me just say most of the most popular episodes were always around like money and money mindset. Cause I love this topic so much. And I think, you know, your passion for it comes out or maybe the audience just who doesn't want to learn how to make more money, right? Like if you do, you're in the wrong podcast anyway, go listen to one of those boring ones with like two men talking about sales strategy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it does, it it affects everything. And so I can give you a a kind of recent example of someone who I worked with and we looked at her specifically on money blocks. Like that's all we were talking about. So what I would see inside of her business is that she is highly conscious of 
people, like people in the world and what they're going through and social justice. And these things hit her very hard. Mm-hmm. She's a reflector. That's actually her job here is supposed to be to reflect back and take the temperature of the health of the world. So I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that, you know, you feel this way. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then when it came to charging for her services, she would always get so bogged down into making sure that everybody could afford it. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So she had a couple of things. One is making sure that she felt like everybody could afford it, that it was fair for everybody. The second one was that, um, she would always tell herself that people couldn't afford her, you know, that they weren't willing to pay for whatever it was. And the third thing was more of a personal thing with her that she noticed where she had a thing where she would stockpile stuff to feel safe. Right. That's, that's something that people do to feel safe. So she would kind of buy things to feel safe, to feel like organized, she had an avoidance when it came to budgeting Mm -hmm. and it seemed like she could make a lot of money, but she just couldn't hold on to the money. Mm, Yeah. Okay. So during her session, like some of the things we talked about, um, where of course we did time technique and we figured out sort of where some of the root of these things came from, which was really great. And a lot of it was around her parents who had an MLM company Mm -hmm. and they always, sacrificed everything for the job and they all, and, but they didn't have money, but they were always doing things. And she felt like they weren't there because they were trying to make money. And then she had a thing where her, um, dad would always ask to borrow money from her. Like she had a lot of stuff going on, but basically it, what it came to, what we kind of wrapped it around is that it wasn't safe for her to have money. Okay. Okay. So first she had to feel first, we had to work on the fact that it's safe for you to have money. And then kind of go back into the other parts about making it okay for everybody else where it's got to be okay for you and really putting the focus on what you're going to do with your money, like how you're going to take care of your family. You've had it, she had a new child. Like what about their college fund? Like all these things that you need to do to take care of your most important communities, your, you know, nuclear family. And then after that, then what are some ways where you can also do something that gives back to the community? So we talked about how to restructure things. For example, to have like um, a couple of free memberships every year Mm -hmm. or let people that are becoming a member of her program be able to sponsor a scholarship for someone else, like so many different things that kind of broadened it out so that it it, it still felt good for her. So she felt like she could serve people at a level, but then also serve herself and her family. Yeah. Yes. So did she by chance have an open heart center? Well, she's a reflector, so she's wide open everywhere. Yeah. So I'm a manifesting generator. And so Mm -hmm. I have three open centers. So my root, my Ajna and my head. So yeah, that would make sense. Cause I think one of those always came up too. the, it's not safe to have money. So like I, when I was in pharmaceutical sales, I, and I tell a story a lot that I built up my checking account to like a hundred thousand dollars. I was probably like 25, 26 years old, but I was married at the time. I got married really young, like a dumbass. And so it was just like, sorry, <laughs> it's like very uncensored here. And so <laughs> I, um, but then I got divorced in like 2006, which is when I moved into midtown Atlanta and like had so much fun. And, um, 
you know, I ended up having, like, I lost like 85,000 in the, in the marriage, like in the, between the lawyer fees and splitting the assets and splitting the house. I lost the dog. I had to go get another dog from the Atlanta Humane Society who I loved. She was like one of my little, you know, soul sisters, Dixie. But, um, I think it goes back to when I was young and I was like a, when I was like three years old, my dad went to jail and he went to jail for tax evasion is what it was federal. And it wasn't just jail. He was like in the Atlanta federal penitentiary, which is why we lived in, I, you know, we lived in LJ in the Hills so that the feds couldn't buy them when my mom was pregnant with me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay life. And so, um, so like for the first five years of my life, it was, you know, dad's here, dad's gone, dad's in jail. Like I remember visiting, you know, the pen and and even then we moved to Florida and I don't know, it was like all the same things going on all the time. Well, then I remember one day though, cause we had a lot of money back then. I mean, they were bringing a lot of weed into the U S like, geez, we were like stacked, but it, it just wasn't like, legit. they were, weren't paying taxes because how do you do that? You know, you can't show receipts. And so, um, I remember one day my mom cutting a check for $66,000. Like, I don't know why I remember this. I must've been like five. And I remember seeing this check and them like arguing about it, but like, it was all, it was to pay the IRS to pay them the settlement. Right. And so, and then after that, we didn't live in our two-story house. We moved into some like, you know, tiny ass place over like not by the beach anymore, <laughs> you know? And so, and then I think that that played out like time and time again throughout my life. Like I would build a lot of money up and then mm -hmm. something would happen and it would just go away. And so, you know, and even, even recently it started to happen too, again, like last year, my husband got laid off and we had just, we sold a house and made like double the profit last year. And so I noticed that shit happening then too. I was like, whoa, 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 no, slow your roll here. Like, there's no availability, but it's scary when you're in the moment. It's so easy to go back to your old patterns. Cause you're like, Oh fuck. Like, is this happening again and again and again, you know, like, is it really ever gone or is it, you know, you know what I mean? It's scary. It, I can see why people would go through it, especially if you don't know about these tools, because like even people who know better like us go through it, you know, and, and if you don't catch it and you don't treat it, then it's kind of like a cancer inside of you. Yeah. I mean, that's also a really good example of a way you can experience that, but you, you know, it's good that you notice that there's a pattern because that gives you a place to start from. But what I love about these techniques is like the example that I gave, she yeah. didn't realize all of that stuff coming in. It's just, you sometimes need help to be able to see yeah. these bigger patterns to have somebody to kind of talk through it with so that they can point out where you're repeating the same thing, right? Because we're just going to keep doing it over and over again until we get the lessons. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. You know, we have all of these problems. Yeah. I mean, money is so interesting. I mean, if you had asked me two years ago, if I had a, like a money story, that's something we commonly talk about. I would have said, no, I love money. What are you talking about? Yeah. But I definitely did. I mean, it really took me a while to figure out what exactly that story was about. Mm -hmm. what, you know, how I, why I felt the way that I did, or, but if, if you feel like you struggle with money, getting money, holding on to money, you know, then you definitely have something that you can dig a little bit deeper. And I think that mostly when we think about money story, it's like, 
oh, you think money's bad or evil? I mean, a lot of people do. A lot of people do have that fear, but I I was like, I love money. So I don't really know my money is not loving me right now. I'm not really sure what the problem is. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely a big part of a big part of sales because you can just spend so much time getting your services perfect, working on your marketing, and then just things just still are not happening for you. Right. Yeah. And you know what happened? This, it came, it's so crazy because when my husband got laid off in Jan, in July last year, <clears throat> it was right when I was launching a new offer and it was like, a couple months where like I had done everything and I was like, what in the heck? Like, what is happening here? This is a great offer. Why is it not selling? You know? And then, and, it, and then it was happening right at that same time that he had gotten laid off, which is like, it's like, oh, okay. Now I see. Cause it's not safe. It's not safe to have any money. So of course you're not going to bring in any sales. Like if you, and if you think that it's just going to go away by hustling your balls off, like that's not going to work either, you know? So mm, it's crazy. So do you think it's that at the, you get to a certain point of having money where then it doesn't feel safe? Cause it, every example you've given, it's like, there was an influx of money and then there was like no money. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, um, I, I don't know because it's it, in this case, it was like an outside circumstance mm-hmm. or maybe sort of maybe like a, you know, like my dad left at an early age too. So it could have been, you know, like the money relationship, you know, thinking money is going to abandon you. So if you've got something going really, really great. And by the way, I love sharing these like real stories here because I don't think a lot of people do. And I think it like, if you're listening, it makes you feel like, holy shit, she teaches a course called big money vibes and she goes through this shit too. Like, yes, like absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, everybody does like, let's just normalize it. Everybody has their, yeah. everybody has their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Even talking about it, I was like, Oh my God. But, um, wait, what was the question? Oh yeah. 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 So I think, um, maybe just like, it can't stick around. Like things can't get so good that then, you know, they can't go up and up and up at some point, like the rugs pulled out and you backslide back to where you started. Like you start, you know, like monopoly, like start at, start at zero again, you know, and you can build your way back up again, but I would rather just build my way back up from like 150 K in the bank. And then, (laughs) you know, not have the stress and, and all that comes back into it. You know what I mean? Cause, um, Cause I think there's also a lot of people who make like millions who can't hold on. Like my coach is one of them, like not my money coach or anything, but like, like business wise, like she'll even say like, I need to learn how to stop spending so much money, you know, like she'll have a lot that comes in, but then a lot goes out at the same time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, what do you have to show for it? And that shit bothers me. I mean, not, it doesn't bother me that it happens to her, but when it happens to me, it really yeah. bothers me, you know? Um. So one of my, money stories is, uh, my dad was a farmer and he worked a lot, like all the time. We could never really go on vacations or we would go and he would stay home. And I just thought the cost of being an entrepreneur is too high. I'm not interested in the trade-off. And so I'll, I mean, this is funny, but my now husband took me to this thing where there was like a fortune teller and I did it for fun, you know? And she said, well, you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to do pretty well. And I started laughing. I'm like, absolutely not. Like I have zero interest in ever doing that. Right. Ever. (laughs) And it didn't really occur to me until like years later when I'm in it, that 
I did believe that there was a trade-off that was, that was so high. And so I felt like being an entrepreneur is so hard. Getting clients is so hard. Like it's so hard all the time. And I would just work like crazy. Right. But I thought that that was what was required to yeah. be able to get clients. Yeah. So it may seem a little bit indirect for money, but it's not right. Because I felt like if I'm going to deserve money, Oh my gosh, I have to, there has to be a blood sacrifice, right? It has to be like a serious sacrifice here. And that was a huge one. I mean, a huge one to be able to overcome. But again, that's why I'm so passionate about the mindset portion, because there are so many ways that we self-sabotage and we make shit so hard on ourselves. And it went, so yeah, entrepreneurship is challenging, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that hard. You shouldn't feel like you're, you know, having to like climb the mountain every single day. It shouldn't be, but we make it hard. It's our mindset. I really believe that. Yeah. Oh, totally. And like your unwillingness to look at it too, just compounds it because then the emotions get stronger and stronger working against you, you know, excuse me. Um, so like out of curiosity, how long, like if somebody's sitting there and saying like, okay, oh, okay, I probably have a few things going on if these two girls do, you know what I mean? Like how how long does it take to work through these? I know some techniques work faster than others, you know? And so things like time techniques or hypnosis, what, what's been your experience, you know, especially with the, like the clients or even yourself that you've worked with and see starting to see like the cruise ship turn around, you know? Okay. So I have this thing where it really stumps me when I write copy a lot of times, because I never want to say anything that I don't believe is a hundred percent true. Like I can't, I can't lie. Like I have to be like over the top, honest about things. So when I say this, believe me, I am actually <laughs> telling you the truth. It's instantaneous. That's what's so crazy. So one of my clients um, recently said that NLP feels like, like a easy button. She said, I don't know why everybody doesn't know about this because your mind will shift instantly. It's like, everybody's had a moment where they heard something and they were like, wow, I never thought about that before. What Oprah calls like her aha moments. It feels like that. And you're just like, oh, it really just changes your outlook. And so then your actions change. Mm -hmm. So the belief change, I believe it's instantaneous, you know, Mm -hmm. with human design. I'm like, a lot of times my clients will just sit there and cry because you have so much acceptance for the things you thought were wrong about yourself, that you feel freed from all of that. You feel freed from the shoulds and it instantly changes your energy with NLP. You're going straight to your subconscious and you're just changing things. It really is instant. And I had another client say, it's like months of therapy. You just rolled up in a few minutes. It's crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. Yeah. But it really does work that well because it's the shift in your belief and then you start showing up differently. So after sessions and and this right now, I'm specifically just talking about the money mindset breakthrough session, which is just two hours. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if, is it worth you to spend two hours to change your mindset beliefs or not? But I've had clients come back and say that they had things that they were just avoiding and they took action and like that led to them getting the next client that they, I mean, all these changes that they've made in their business, um, that they started that program that they wanted to start, 
that they created a budget slip for, uh, you know, a budget for themselves that they went and spoke with an investor, like, I mean, all kinds of things. So yeah. it's, it's the first, the mindset, the belief, right. And then it's the action. And that's again, the reason why we're talking so much about how it relates to business and sales, because you got to have the belief so that you actually take action. Yeah. And the right action, it's like aligned action because like you can take action and sit at your computer all the live long day. And then you're like, shit, I've been working so much and nothing's coming from it. Usually <laughs> it's like, you know, that's when you're kind of doing like a lot of the unaligned things. Like I just learned how to use LinkedIn because Instagram just felt like a complete waste of time. Like every day that goes by, it's like just for me. And, and I, I've been consistent on it for months. Right. And so I think as soon as I started talking about LinkedIn, my engagement, went down. I think Instagram's listening to me talk about this other platform anyway, but I'm finding I'm absolutely in love with LinkedIn. I wish I would have been there three years ago. Like it is ridiculous how easy it is to get in touch with really quality people, connections, leads, actually talk to them, have conversations. Like it's totally different and way more efficient, which I love. I've got two kids. Like I don't, they, you know, I can barely get a thought in half the time. And so, um, you know, I've, I've been spending, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, I was just sitting there connecting and talking to people for like two hours on LinkedIn. I don't even know where the time went. Like, it's like a time warp, you know? So, you know, your that belief though, because it was actually, I had done a hypnosis for myself around, because I just rediscovered some of those old beliefs. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to nip this shit in the bud right now. <laughs> and so like every night I started to go to sleep with the hypnosis in and literally within the first day, I was like, oh my God, I feel different. And then the next day I felt different. And then by the next week, like I got speaking engagements invited to be on like, um, podcasts, which I hadn't been invited on a podcast in a long ass time to talk in somebody's mastermind. Like the list goes, it was like a list like this big. And it was just in a five day period. And it was just like basically the Monday after I had started doing the hypnosis and energy, I had done like a couple of energy work things too, but it's amazing. If you can just be honest with yourself, seriously, talking about that trust. Definitely. So tell people about these sessions though. Cause I don't, I was just looking at the show notes and I don't have a link for getting information for you on your money mindset sessions. So as you said, I'm a business coach and a, and a, a mindset coach. And the way that I work with clients is mostly one-to-one. -one, so one-to-one -one coaching and we do NLP. We use human design to create your signature marketing system, but you can also sign up for a money mindset breakthrough session. It's a two hour session. I run your human design chart. We look at all of that. We do an NLP session when we kind of get down to some of the thoughts or beliefs that are actually holding you back. And we have the NLP time technique. That's what I use. That's what we were talking about before the show, using the time technique there. And then I kind of give you some takeaways and bullet points of things. So you can start to take that action that we like to also do with your money mindset. And then I just kind of come back and check in on you. So again, it's two hours. It's um, really cheap too, to be honest. It's like yeah. 87 um, for the 387. 
Oh yeah. Oh, that's really reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it's very reasonable. Um, for all of you guys that are like, yes, I have mindset issues and I also am scared to spend money. So, but you yep. know, I mean, honestly, like I, I, it is very reasonable considering the kind of results that people get because it's two hours. We really just like go in there, figure out what's holding you back and then use the time technique to be able to lift and shift all of that out of the way. And I just kind of, depending on how long, like how long the session takes to kind of go through the first part. I mean, sometimes we'll do two or three things and maybe we just do one thing, you know, kind of really just depends on the person, but it's definitely a mix of human design and NLP to help you with whatever kind of beliefs are keeping you from making money. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, this has been so fun that, I mean, that is the key guys. You've got to be doing this work when you're doing the strategy. I know I, I am definitely love, I'm a strategy girl, but I'm also just as much energy and mindset too. And you can't have one without the other and expect to be one of the people who isn't salesy. Like those people who are leaving you like the, like the, like the cold pitches where they're like, hi, my name is Jeff. And I think you can use my, like the people who look salesy are the ones who aren't doing the mindset work (laughs) because, you know, because then they're using these crappy tactics like that. Don't be a crappy tactic person. You go do your mindset work. (laughs) I'm going to also add to that here because we're talking about, you know, being salesy or not, that kind of technique works for somebody who is a manifester manifestors are like 8% of the population, those cold, hard pitches or whatever. So it only works for about 8% of the population. So more than likely that's not for you. So don't, don't feel bad that that doesn't work for you. I mean, and that's definitely not what sales is, right. Or like nobody would be selling anything. No, I much prefer like connecting with somebody asking like, like my style is like, who do you work with so that I can connect you? Cause my network is growing and with like actual intention of being like, oh, well, you know, you need a, like a diversity advocate for HR. Okay. Well here, let me connect you with this person. He I literally did that like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I love connecting people. I'm like a dog. That's like, Hey, do you want this phone? I'll give it to you. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Relationships. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like to me, the only real way to sell. Mm, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Shanna, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I love it. And tell everybody where they can come find you and DM you if they want to book a money mindset session. Well, you can read all about the money mindset sessions and hear some testimonials at shannadewitt.com. But you can also find me on Instagram and I have a Facebook group called the Magnetic Entrepreneur. So we talk a lot about the strategy and the mindset that you need to be able to create your own signature marketing system and make sure that you are you know, showing up in your business and taking action. Awesome. I love it. I'll have to come join your group because this has been so much fun. Mm-hmm. So love it. Okay. Well, thank you, Shanna. I really appreciate it. And you guys go get in touch with Shanna. Let her help you help us help you. And (laughs) we'll see you. I will talk with you on the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast though. So more people can find it. And if you love this episode, then go um, leave a five-star rating and a review. And if you do screenshot it and send it to me, in a DM, either on Instagram or Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. And I'll send you a 
like a special gift in return. And it, it is a really juicy gift, but I'm not telling you what it is right now. You have to, you know, leave a review first. Okay. I love you. Mean it. I'll talk with you next time. Bye. <laughs> if you've ever sat there and looked at your DMs and been like, oh my God, this is literally full of crickets. Like there's nothing going on, but the rent here. And you're like, oh my gosh, what does it take to actually have an inbox full of people wanting to work with me, having leads coming to me every day, having people saying, send me the link, you know, and really have these results that you see other people having and you just like think that there's something wrong with you because you're not getting it. If this is you, then listen up. I have the most amazing way to work together. And I feel like this is something that you don't have to experience, right? If you've posted up content every single day for months now and you're still not getting any inbound leads reaching out to you and you actually want to fill your programs with ideal clients and have people saying, send me the link and really build your business, but you feel like it should be working right now, then don't throw in the towel. Come to Mama Cass. I want to see you filling your programs with dream clients. I want you to feel like it is so you're so completely confident when you're promoting your programs and that you're you hear way more of a yes instead of getting ghosted and you know exactly what to say during your sales conversations and when you show up whether it's in the DMs and you know you're talking to like the crazy amount of people that that really want to work with you or you're on a sales call you know I want you to be able to get on the phone and get on sales calls with people who are already pre-sold saying, how can we get started without you even having to pitch them? And even when you do have to pitch them and you get to that point in the sales call, it's so easy breezy that it's just like, it's easy as breathing, right? I want you to know that this is possible because this month I'm starting with a group of experts, a group of coaches and consultants who really want to grow their business. I'm going to teach you how to turn your coaching business into a sales machine, but one that's actually fun to run, right? Like the Maserati of sales machines, of Porsche, right? So we're going to go way past just giving you trainings and processes to create a steady flow of inbound quality leads. I'm actually going to be practicing scenarios with you so that you know how to close your sales. You know how to develop customer relationships and you get real time feedback on your actual DMs so that you start closing sales in the DMs. and You start hear hearing more yes on your sales calls. And I'm even going to give you the tools to clear out the old fears and beliefs and the frustrating emotions that have prevented you from making sales so that you start stacking money in your bank account. There's nothing else like this online. I expect this first group to fill up really quickly. And I want you to send me a DM on Instagram or on LinkedIn with the word sales. Tell me that you heard this on the podcast and I will get you the details because I want to see you wildly successful. I want this ripple effect to really take off. It makes me happier to see your results than, it sees, than, than to see my own because it means that this ripple effect is happening and that the work we do together is going far beyond just the call that we are on, that it's going on to impact your clients and impact the lives surrounded by them as well. This is the vibe. So 
This is what we're doing in the Sales Queen Takeover. You're going to learn how to attract leads that are aligned with you, that feel great working with. You're going to learn how to do this in a way where you're able to easily close them on the sales calls, easily close in the DMs so that you can get to work helping the people who need you most and that you can have an insane amount of impact on the world on a daily basis. So I look forward to seeing you there. I am so excited for this to get started and I can't wait to hear what you create. If you loved this episode of I'm Not Salesy, then go ahead and hit subscribe so that you're notified of the next episode. And also leave a five-star rating and a review. And if you send it to the link in the show notes, we will send you a present in return. We also love to feature reviews on the podcast as well. So we'd love to feature yours. So go ahead and send a screenshot to the inbox and come find me on social media. I love hearing what you're up to and how you're becoming not salesy too. I'll see you in the next episode.